0: At me, <laughs> and we're back with this weekend's week weeks episode. Art has me all discombobulated. It reminds me of my teaching days when I had to take stuff away from people. He's not focused today. He's lacking focus. I'm lacking
1: focus. I didn't realize I was great I mean, getting it's graded Friday.
0: Again. It's Friday at four eleven. You know, um, we. We put off the episode until last minute this week. I said, I'm not recording this at my house on the mini microphone. We're doing it at work. So here we are. It is Halloween weekend. If you celebrate Halloween, happy early Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween. How are you, Art? (laughs) I'm wonderful as usual. I just took
0: away the two head hopping pecker, peckers from Art. It's a double headed penis wind up toy and he kept winding it up and and I had to take it away from him. I'm putting it over here where you can't reach it. Okay? That's your punishment.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You can keep the dick.
0: Hopping right into our usual little starter notes. I'll do these as fast as possible. If you would like to reach out to us via email, you can do so. Admin, A-D-M-I-N, at com. That's admin, A-D-M-I-N, at com. I'm really trying to get everyone to... Email me when it comes to orders and stuff like that. It's just better for me to keep track. Instagram stuff gets buried. So truly, if you have an order question, please send it to me via email. You can find us on social media. It's also easier to print. Correct. Yes. Yes. Art likes a good printout of an order. I'm
1: a visual person. Mm -hmm. I like to see it.
0: Yes. Social media. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest. Been very active on TikTok. Thank you if you've come over from TikTok and found the podcast that way. Thank you so much for participating. And uh, we're glad to have you here. What the hell is that? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay.
1: It's that bubbly water?
0: A rate and <laughs> review the podcast. Um, you know, I look at rating and reviewing the podcast like good karma for you. Send a little good energy our way and it'll come back to you and it helps other people find our podcast and maybe possibly change their vintage business or their outlook on vintage. So please, if you have a chance to rate or review the podcast, we really appreciate it. Help
1: someone help themselves.
0: Yes. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts and or Pod Chaser. You can leave ratings and reviews through both outlets. And our website... Lots of good stuff going on there. You can sign up for our Vintage for Business newsletter. You know, I'm actually shocked how many people aren't signed up for that.
1: Man, I love reading that thing. You yeah. always surprise me. It's entertaining.
0: You need to come closer to the mic, my friend.
1: I like yeah. the The newsletter. Vintage for Business newsletter. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's a super super easy sign-up process, and I don't spam you with email. So I, I'm not even, like... I think, some, I think some of my mentees aren't even signed up for it. So that's completely free, always free, and a really great resource. You can also find all of our wholesale FAQs on the website. I'm getting a lot of repetitive questions. So truly, if you reach out to me and I don't get back to you, most likely you can find the answer there. Um, Is that the
1: Instagram thing you did this week?
0: Yeah, about setting boundaries.
1: About repeating yourself?
0: Um. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> I don't, I don't know, and I'm not, like, asking for anyone's, like, dissertation on this or anything. You don't have to do any in-depth thinking about it, but I just have a lot of people tell me, oh, I love the podcast, I listen to the podcast all the time, and then I get questions from those same people, you know, that it's like, I don't know, I think there's a big difference between active listening and listening and i think when a lot of people are listening to the show they're not actively listening they're like messing around on their phones or doing other stuff maybe they miss things but at some point in time i kind of have to set a boundary and say like listen i can't take five ten minutes 20 minutes sometimes every hour to to do this so i'm thinking about investing in like one of those auto reply programs um I didn't want to do that, but it might make my life a little bit easier. And like I said, you have other ways to get in touch with me other than Instagram messages. I don't really get messages on TikTok. Um, I don't think TikTok is really built around that the way Instagram has been. So emails are much better. I feel like it's a much more professional approach to reaching out to me. Hmm. Um,
1: Auto-replyer?
0: It's not an auto-replier, it's it's like AI, and it can really help. Like, I've done them through a few companies, and it's very helpful. You know, I got-
1: I wonder if I could just get someone who just is next to me, pay them a certain amount, and have all these cued answers. Like, if I tell him two, he says, uh, he's sold out. Four, uh, go somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Just- my own AI.
0: Your own AI. That
1: walks with me and tells people what I want him to. A
0: robot. Well, give yeah. it 20 years, probably less than that. And you'll probably be able to buy one for God knows how much money. Um, or, yeah. an <laughs> or an intern. Or an intern. And uh, yeah, you can do shopping right on our website. Wholesale FAQs, Vintage for Business newsletter. Lots of good stuff going on there. And uh, just a real quick obsession at the moment. My cat, my new cat.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Hunter, who has been renamed Azadine after Azadine Alaya, the French-Tunisian fashion designer, who was incredibly talented and um, almost reclusive in a sense, as he wasn't didn't put himself out there as much as some other fashion designers, so less people know about him. But yeah, Azadine, my cat is. uh, And
1: Azadine, the jacket is right behind you. Yes, that's true. That's funny.
0: Alaya jacket. But he's a he's a really cute kitty, and I'm so happy to have him. And he's changing my life in, in positive ways. So that's good. I could tell. Yeah, change of pace from the dogs. Um, not that I don't like dogs anymore. It's just a huge yeah. commitment for me, especially senior dogs. One who was blind and one with urinary issues. In the end, it just it got to be very tiring. So Azadine, he's an easy easy boy. You know, I have a little camera, and right now I have him sequestered in a bedroom. And does uh, the house is just too big for him right now. And well, considering where he just came from, yeah, he was in a—he was—I mean, he was in a um, a small rescue, but he was in a very small space. I, I allow him to leave the room, but as soon as he does, he's usually right back in within like three minutes. So little cool. little baby steps for him to become adjusted. Do you have an obsession at the moment?
1: No, I've been obsession free. Okay. Yeah, I've been all over the place. Nothing is really like. It's all right. Getting my like, and usually I get on those kicks where I have to have a croissant every morning, or something. No, no,
0: doesn't have to be food though. You what do. obsession at the moment? I just talked about my cat.
1: I the only thing I like is food.
0: Okay, well, we all love something, right? Food. Food, yeah. yeah. Um, and I will be back in a little bit to talk about our new patrons. I have quite a few people to uh, to mention. Wow. Yeah. So thank you. Any fun questions? Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back with that in a few moments. So today we're keeping with our little mini topic breakdown. And our first mini topic I wanted to talk about, and I kind of talked about it a little bit on Instagram stories today as I was going through sweaters and found some carpet beetle exoskeletons. A lot of you keep telling me about these piles you have, whether it's in your house, your workshop, your studio, your store space, your back stock room, whatever it may be, like
1: extra inventory or repair Some of you piles. You call it the
0: death pile, the pile, just a big pile of its repairs, its stains. It's I don't know what to do with it. I bought it and now I don't want to sell it. They're not motivated to like get the stuff listed, you know. So, I just I wanted to talk a little bit about how how that can be bad for you and what you can do to to make it better. So first off, it's not great for your mental health to have a lot of chaos around you. So when you have these things lingering and there's especially like a visual you know reminder every day that oh, you have to do that stuff, it can be it can be a lot and sometimes it's just a matter of blocking time out even if it's just 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day. And working and chipping away at it. You don't have to spend an hour or two every day. Um, You'd be surprised what you can get done. You just use your phone. I use my phone timer a lot to kind of see how long things take me. A lot of times we think things are going to take us forever and I'm really bad at this. It's it's unreal sometimes how quickly we can get things done in 25 minutes. There's actually um, a man who developed a a um technique i think it's called the pomodoro timer it's like you work in 25 minute increments and that kind of keeps the brain flowing and keeps you interested and in your energy level high so even just 25 minutes just work on your pile um and it's also not great for pests that's where i tied in what i saw today if something's on the floor a big pile of clothes on the floor you're just welcoming Whatever is crawling around in your house, into it. Is, and this is especially true if you have kids who are messy or pets, cats, dogs, multiple All right, so pets. what are you going to do with those piles? Well, I look at it as like you're losing money, right? Because, yeah,
1: well, yeah, it's sitting there. Yeah, so... And you've paid it for them.
0: Yep. Yep. You've paid for it. So my first idea would be to sell, if it's a cohesive collection of things, or maybe even not, maybe if it kind of just all fits together... Sell it as a, a lot. You I mean well,
1: it could fit together in the sense that it's a repair lot, not necessarily a dress mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah. But some people have lot some people have piles of stuff that they're there's not necessarily something wrong with it. It's just they went to the thrift store and see everything as like a good deal, so they just buy it. And then they end up with this stuff that they're like, I don't really want to sell that. So not all of it's damaged necessarily, but it could be a good idea to sell some lots on like
1: a bargain basket, a buck, five bucks, a bin.
0: Well, I don't know. You do more lot shopping or lot selling on eBay. So, what would your recommendation be?
1: Uh, not, not really eBay, because I think if you have a storefront, you could put a basket, and make it your bargain yeah, basket. Not
0: everybody's a brick and uh, mortar, though, right?
1: And miscellaneous vintage lot, 30 pieces, some need work, you know. Yeah, you could do a... But with eBay lots, it's it's tougher to sell something that's not the same category, Yeah, like dresses. If, but if you have enough, you know, people are willing to buy five dresses. It doesn't have to be 30 or 40.
0: Right. I don't you know, think... And I don't know if all any of our suggestions would be like a one-size-fits-all for anyone because no. everybody has a different like, situation.
1: I, I literally have... Probably five or six Gaylords underneath the pallet racking of things that need some sort of work mm-hmm. uh, that have I have collected over the year. Luckily, I have the space to do that, but it's always still in the back of my mind, and sometimes I'll go to it and I'll say, okay, I know I have these in here, okay. I'll I'll group them in t- in terms of what needs to be done. Whether it's sewing buttons to them, repairing zippers, mm-hmm. or mending holes, mm-hmm. or hey, do I ha- did I just get some cool patches? I can patch up some holes and and make it look good. So that's another way too. It's like group them if you're looking for a way to move them without having to give them away. Figure out what's wrong with them, and group them in terms of what repair type of repair and maybe you can find someone locally or do it yourself that'll give you that quantity discount you know yeah. seven zippers ten zippers
0: cool but and you know i mean if you're not interested in selling stuff then divide and conquer make a repair pile make a stain pile and maybe make a don't like pile and then pick whatever pile you're going to work through that week this week it's going to be the stains next week it's going to be the repairs and then the week after that i'll see what i don't like there you go yeah. Yeah.
1: But you got to attack it.
0: Yeah. You have. That's the thing. Like, and that goes hand in hand with so much, that, so many of the topics I've been talking about with our mentees and just people in general. Like, you have to want to do it to do it. If you don't want to do it and you keep putting it off, you're just going to keep putting it off. Donate so, it. So, just get it out
1: of your mind. If you're not going to work it, yeah. I mean, just that's like the away.
0: absolute last resort. And my other advice would be like, stop buying something just because it's a good deal. Like, if you don't sell, I don't know snap front western shirts but you see one and it's a good deal don't buy it if you don't need it like if you're like tight on space or you already have a chaos pile at home don't buy it just let it be
1: it's okay to walk away
0: yeah it's okay to walk away so that's my advice there on that topic uh the next topic are you chose i did yes so you had wanted to talk about t-shirts okay and um, what's going on with prices there because you had told me that you believe that there is t-shirts are downtrending in terms of price
1: yeah the t-shirts that were hyped before I've I'm seeing them go down and now new niches within t-shirts are coming to the forefront so it's still the t-shirt business is still strong but it's not as broad as it used to be in terms of, uh, the high end shirts.
0: Okay. So what, um, what niche areas are you seeing come to the forefront?
1: More sports stuff.
0: Sports. Okay. What's anything specifically?
1: Uh, nineties basketball.
0: Nineties basketball.
1: Nineties basketball.
0: So like
1: Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls, uh, charlotte hornets yeah interesting yeah and very like um not even specific not even specific graphics just cool shirts oversized uh rap the rap game is still strong Mm -hmm. but the movies i've seen go down quite a bit disney's taken a gone down as well um i'm seeing cars Uh, NASCAR is actually, I thought was going to fade, but it's even going stronger now. And now there's even more high end shirts in the NASCAR world.
0: So if somebody, if somebody, if t-shirts aren't somebody's thing, let's let's use someone as as an example. They are a vintage reseller and they resell 1960s dresses. Should they be buying t-shirts?
1: No, it's not their thing. Yeah. You kind of lose credibility for your dresses if you start peddling shirts. Now, if you know, I mean, I always say, are you going to walk away from 20 bucks on the ground? No. If you if you know something's worth $100 and it's there for you to take at a lower price, get it. But don't go out looking for it. But if it's there, don't walk away from it. Like I wouldn't, there's certain things yeah, and- I've, I don't really...
0: And that might be, like, a good thing for you to have, like, a little side account where you're not posting that to your Oh, no, I wouldn't. S- no, no,
1: no. That would be, like, great trade bait yeah. with someone or, like, who's... use it as an investment. Yeah, or, yeah, Th- because so many times, like, a lot of the guys who are picking the shirts, they're also coming across women's stuff, but they don't know. So maybe make a relationship with someone since you can't hit the bins or hit all the stores, and you could trade that person, and he can get things that you need. Trade bait's great.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: I mean, don't walk away from money that's sitting there. That's yeah. like my can't do if it. It's
0: something special. Yeah, yeah. Kind of saying, like what we just we were just talking about. Like, yeah, not and,
1: a not a twenty dollar shirt, not a thirty dollar shirt. Yeah. To me, it's like, all right, this is a, a banger, you know? It's a seventy five bucks and above I could sell it for or trade it for. Because they're still out there. I mean, a- my brother just sent me like pictures of four or five he just got yesterday and they were incredible. What were they? Uh, oh one I loved it was a, a Lucille Ball And Ethel All over It's a 90s It was done in 91 or 92 And it's all over And they're stomping the grapes Oh the
0: grapes The yeah. grapes
1: And then uh, a Barney Fife Mayberry Oh wow All over um, And then one of the best uh, NASCAR shirts It's the Jurassic Park
0: No way Yeah
1: Jurassic Park Black one We've had a white one So he got a black one uh, what was another one? Oh uh, seventy five or seventy six Zeppelin. So oh,
0: Wow. Yeah. And somebody just brought these into him? Yeah.
1: Nice. I mean he paid fair, but
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um crap, what, what was I gonna say? You distracted me. Apologies. <laughs> That's okay. Um well, you know. It's. I think it's really up to you. You know your business best. You know what you sell best, and you know what your clients like to see. So, like Art said, if it's not something that you typically sell, you can always source it as. Um, oh, now I remembered. I'm leading into it. What I wanted to say. You can always use it, source it, and use it as a bargaining chip. Because at the end of the, at the end of the day, there's always going to be vintage resellers out there who they have what you want but they don't want it and you have what they want but you don't want it. So one hundred percent. That's where the that's where those amazing trades can really happen, you Th- know? Those are the wins. Sixties dress seller and you have an amazing shirt that a T shirt uh, slinger wants, maybe they came across some sixty dresses and you guys can sixty dresses and you guys can work out a trade. So
1: Yeah, and the whole point of the t-shirt thing is it's kind of like, uh, you know, Bitcoin or frenzies, right? You don't want to get into it when it's you don't know enough about it, but you got that FOMO. And so don't feel that way with expensive t-shirts. Oh, I got to get this $2,000 shirt because I could sell it for three just because it sold one time to one specific person for three. Yeah, a that, lot of
0: people put a lot of stock in like one thing selling one time. Yeah,
1: that's that's not the value of something.
0: You know, if you see something that's sold like 15 times for 200 bucks, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. a
1: consistent. Yeah. But one time at this, and a lot of times, you know, it, their yields are usually fraudulent because what's happening is the person who has maybe 5, 10 of them has somebody with a different account buy it to drive the price up and they sell it for a lower price. But still, a lot higher than they could have gotten.
0: Yeah. Anything Anything else you wanted to add in there? No. No. Okay, I'm going to do our um, our Podbean patron shout outs. Um, thank you so much to everyone who has been showing us support via Podbean. Podbean is our p- podcast hosting site, and they have an in-house patron program. So it's similar to Patreon, um, but it's just right through the same website, and it makes things a lot easier for me. So, we have five patron levels, and I wanted to explain something about one of them because I had an interesting question from someone. So, our first level is a $5 level, and what you get with the $5 level is a shout out, whether it's for yourself, you could do if it's like your personal account, you could do your personal account or your business account. And you also get to ask our one burning question. And then, with the $5 pledge every month, you get two bonus episodes a month. And right now, we're up to 12 bonus episodes. Um, somebody asked me if there were still slots available for that. That one is limitless. I could have one $5. I could have a thousand $5 people. So there's no limit to how many people can, um, be patrons of the $5 level. It's limitless. The next two levels do have limits to them. So the next level is a $50 level. You get all the benefits of the $5 level, but you also get a one-hour mentor call with me once a month. So I decided to open up the kindness of my heart, and I made more slots, especially because we're going into Q4 and the holiday season. Uh, So there are now 10 spots total, and I believe there are four available. So six are filled, four are available. So all the benefits of the $5 plus a one-hour mentor session with me once a month. And almost all of my, uh, we used to have a 30-minute mentor session. Almost everyone who was in that um, upgraded to the one hour. So that made me feel good. Um, yeah, of course. I'm glad that, you know, everyone's enjoying our time together. And we've, I think, made a lot of strides in many people's businesses. So if you're a vintage business owner, that would be particularly great for you. And then or just an enthusiast. Well, I think it's better for a business owner. Or know. someone
1: who's just trying to start out.
0: Oh, well, yes, of course. Because you can
1: get rid of that learning curve real quick. Yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't have to have a brick and mortar to to have a mentor session with me. You could be just starting out and we can do bare bones. I mean, and we talk about various topics. Um, the other day I spent about 20 to 30 minutes with someone just going over pricing for an event that they were about to do. Either yay or nay, change it to this, you know.
1: Too low, too high, you're right there, girl.
0: Yeah, one -hmm. of of those. So, um, yeah, and then the $100 level is all the benefits of the $5 and $50 level. And then you get an additional uh, audit every month of your selling platform, whether it's Etsy, eBay, a website, whatever it may be. Um, I have one podcast listener. I've done two audits for her now, and it's fun. I um. I spend an hour doing them, so it's an hour's worth of work for me, and I get to really kind of pull apart your site. So hopefully it's good for someone who can take constructive criticism and make positive change, and then you also get a free copy of our retail uh, math class. So those are your potential um, benefits if you join our patron program. So our first shout-out today is to a longtime podcast supporter and listener. Her name is Heidi. And she is in Canada, and her business is Mixtape Vintage at Mixtape. Hi, Heidi. Vintage. Hi, Heidi. We have an inside joke about Heidi, but it has nothing to do with you, Heidi. Um, it just every just time a name. I, every time I say your name, it makes me chuckle a little bit. But it's, we're not making fun of you. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not she is. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, so Heidi has a question for you. Oh, that's okay. a fun one. If you could plan a picking road trip, in the US to find vintage, where would you go and why?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Sure is. Yeah. Because I've been to the East picking and it was successful. I've been in the South. I love the South. Uh, Midwest has been incredible to us. I would say back to the Midwest just because I love denim so much. And then there's a couple of military bases I would love to hit. And Utah- How about
0: some of my spots? Well, those are like
1: thrifting. I'm talking about oh,
0: digging, like digging. Digging. Digging.
1: Digging. <laughs> you know, the detective work. Uh, going to a place and then start talking to the community and take the next lead to the next lead.
0: Yeah. It's
1: never the first place that you go that you find the stuff. It's the third, the fourth person you meet. That actually takes you to the honeypot. Okay. Yeah. So I would say through Iowa, uh, Missouri, I'd love to hit that area.
0: Okay. Um, the next person said that they did not want a shout out. So that is totally fine. Um, they want to... So- <laughs> They wanted to know, is there a personal piece of vintage clothing or vintage item you wouldn't sell or possibly, or sorry, is there a personal piece of vintage clothing or vintage item that you wouldn't sell and possibly pass on to your children?
1: Hmm. No. I I mean, I saved so much stuff prior to becoming a father. And, you know, as some of you will know, once you – fortunate enough to have it you don't remember what you put aside and yeah. because you're just like trying to stay awake and be on top of it and by the time you remember they've outgrown i had so many pairs of jordans baby Jordans.
0: no but i think you're talking about like adult sizes adult size they i mean could grow into one day
1: oh my brother did my brother Obviously did that you're with not his... going
0: to give your son who's in high school baby Jordans. <laughs> i mean maybe for his kids one day
1: well no but like pass on when they're adults i mean i've got a couple of pairs of like uh really high-end denim that i'll probably give to them before i croak so that way they know the history instead of he gave us these crusty old pants you know some double x's that i have hiding in one of my safes so probably an expensive piece of denim
0: and we know there isn't much that you won't sell i'll sell anything Okay. Oh, you know what? I need to open up my Instagram because um, this last person's question. Um, shout out to at Lower Forms, another new patron that we have. They are based out of Connecticut. Uh, they do some smaller scale wholesaling, and um, I just want to pull up their Wholesaling? Question. Like yeah. on a boat? No. Wholesale vintage. Oh. Uh, they are in uh, New Haven, New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. Um, okay. Go Bulldogs. Okay.
1: Well, they're Bulldogs and Fresno's Bulldogs.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Um, he would like to know. His name is Adam. He would like to know how to find warehouse space for sixty-five cents oh 65 cents a square foot i've never really been able to find anything less than four square feet in connecticut slash rhode island so he's looking for cheap real estate is it possible to find it
1: well i had to leave la to come to fresno to find cheap warehouse space so sometimes you just have to go away someplace and relocate if that's what you really want to do but if, if it's your wholesale that you're doing that's, you know, that's kind of keeping you going, uh, you, you could pretty much do that anywhere if you can keep your sources good. So I would say you might have to uh, relocate to a different state or buy save, enough, save up enough to buy your own building, um, you know, but I honestly don't know what the market's like over there. I just know certain states are incredibly expensive and certain areas within a state but I have ten times the space that my brother has, and our rents are almost the same. So that can kind of tell you what you know where we're at for square footage yeah, and pricing. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So his is thirteen thousand square feet. I'm at a hundred thousand square feet and some change, and our rent, mine is probably maybe four or five thousand, barely more than his, if that. Wow. Yeah, it's insane.
0: Yeah, so I guess more of the story. Maybe look outside the like metropolitan areas that you're in, and
1: yeah, or you know, be what?
0: willing to have a commute. Maybe
1: I, you know what I remember. I, oh, what the heck was his name? Okay, there was a guy when we met in Nashville, and it was part of they were redoing the entire downtown Nashville area, part of revitalization, and he had gotten a grant from the city to revamp it and he was smart enough to use some of the money to offset he knew what he could afford for rent and so he used some of the revamping money to cover that extra 30 cents 40 cents so maybe if you can get into a place where the city's looking to improve and get some funding from them that can help you with your cost
0: that's a really great tip Okay. Well, thank you so much to our new patrons and also to our patrons who give us continued support. Um, You know, being totally transparent, everyone who signed up as a patron, no one has dropped off really, like ongoing. It's, It's insane. So we really, really appreciate your support. And if you would like to support us, whether it be just... At the $5 level or through the mentorship levels, you can do so. Patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast. There is a link to that in the show notes. TikTok, Instagram, our bios, the link tree. It's everywhere. So, and you could even just Google it. And we really, really appreciate your support. Okay. Our last topic, it's a fun one. We're going into Halloween. Ooh, Halloween. Um, And I just did a little, a little digging on Instagram. I don't think a lot of people saw this just because of the algorithm, but I do thank the people who participated. I had asked if there were any um, articles of clothing that you think have become synonymous with the character they played and become, you know what i mean like when you see it that's what you think of almost like intellectual property in a sense um and my example was michael michael myers and coveralls you know when i see like a pair of dark blue coveralls i just immediately think of michael myers it's hard not to even like the french workwear ones oh yeah yeah and art's never seen the original halloween which is crazy I i don't do scary movies i know it's not that scary
1: it is with that music, da, 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 yeah. da.
0: John, you've seen The Fog. Yes. You can handle. It's a little bit more gory than The Fog, I'd say.
1: Well, you know, I was little at the time, so now maybe I could deal with it.
0: Yeah. So anyway... How about a
1: cape for Dracula? Every time I think of it, I see a cape. It's either Batman or Dracula.
0: I don't know. I can't say. I, ever t- I see some very um, What. frilly... Peter Pan collar capes. I don't think of Dracula. What? <laughs> huh? Like the, I see him wear like a feminine cape. I don't think of Dracula.
1: Okay. What well, were you I was gonna talk- tell me
0: about your no, brother. I, no, I
1: had nothing to do with my brother. This was <laughs> I had a kid on my soccer team who who insisted on wearing a cape.
0: Oh. Yeah. Did he think he was like a superhero? Yeah. That's sweet.
1: Yeah. I yanked him when he was running, and he just. Flipped. and so his mom's like hey you know don't do that he really thinks he can fly face. yeah Aww. i'm kidding I would i do that to a kid no. say, that doesn't
0: sound like no.
1: You. no no i'd let him wear it because he he, he actually played better
0: yeah yeah oh, hey whatever
1: a a Game I, I was kind of upset with the refs they made him take it off you know he couldn't wear it in a game
0: oh that's, yeah that's a shame it well is. no, I but to go back to your answer no I don't think of Dracula. Of course, my answer
1: doesn't count. It's only Bridget's cuz she did research. I didn't cause say cause it did doesn't
0: count. I just said I I think people would agree with me that you know, I've owned a cape and I when I would see myself was in that black, cape it a black a cape? No, it was beautiful like And then you could flip it with a paisley inside and I didn't look at myself in the mirror and say hello Dracula. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, hello Svetlana. <laughs> Oh
0: my God. Okay. Um, this was a great suggestion. Nightgowns. and um, Nightgowns. It's from Tiffany. Yeah. And she listed all the movies. The store? Tiffany's? <sighs> no, Is go ahead. He, he's Tiff. He's being, he's being silly. Nightgowns. Amityville Horror, The Exorcist, Poltergeist, The Innocence, Rosemary's Baby. I mean, so many um, mm. movies where the female leads are in nightgowns. You know, it was filmed at, <laughs> in earlier time and you know I mean I wear like an old t-shirt to bed these women were much more um, fancy
1: <laughs> Brandy
0: Brand, no 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 Mysterious. she does, She doesn't wear <laughs> she, she doesn't okay here we'll, we'll, here's a little debate and I wouldn't be surprised if Alfred Hitchcock did this because he was a perv a little bit just a little bit um, Art thinks that there was intentionally put into the film the birds lesbian tension between It's not
1: lesbian tension, it was just erotic.
0: Well, but but like that I guess woman on yeah. woman It doesn't make attention. it
1: tension. Doesn't make it lesbian. Well just sexual tension. I was just
0: looking for an, an adjective to describe it. Uh. Okay, so between, um, what's her name, Annie Hayworth? Yeah, and Melanie Daniels. Absolutely, I, I never saw it until you brought it, <laughs> up. and then I was like, oh. uh, "But um, I've got that radar." Neither one of them really wore a nightgown. <laughs> Melanie, Melanie gets that kind of like super old ladyish. Oh yeah, at the general store. At the general store, yeah. yeah. Brandy Miss Daniels. Why? Thank you. <laughs> so. To make a long story short, many horror films have featured nightgowns, and I can definitely see why Tip said that because it's just, yeah, well, like I and, haven't seen a, a single one of, of the ones she mentioned. A lot of stuff happens at night, you know what I mean? So people are always in their like night clothes. It's funny; she sent me an image from the Amityville horror, and I forgot that one of the guys is walking around in like tight ass briefs, like
1: tidy whities
0: <laughs> no shirt, oh, tidy whiteies. And the wife is in, like, full, or maybe it's the daughter. I can't remember who's in the picture. Full length nightgown, so. Um, oh, and someone else suggested um, Freddy Krueger the red and black striped sweater. And it's true. Whenever I see a striped sweater with, like, that specific level of, like, chunky stripe, I always think of Freddy Krueger.
1: I think Charlie Brown.
0: Well, I guess it would depend on the colors. Oh. Yeah. Freddy was red? Red and black, yeah. Red and black. Yeah.
1: Never saw him either.
0: I'm not that into... Um, I was never into Nightmare on Elm Street, which is Freddy Krueger, and I was never that into Friday the 13th, with it, which is um, Jason Voorhees. What was he? Hockey mask. Hockey mask.
1: Hockey <laughs> mask. Uh,
0: I just always loved Halloween, Michael Myers. So I love John Carp- Carpenter, and I love The Fog, so... Um, and you know, so many of these movies like originated in the seventies. So you have such like bomb seventies wardrobes. And almost like if you could ask me what era oh. of fashion, like when I think of horror, I immediately go. To, Do you like, remember the, 70s. the the
1: body snatchers, Blade the 60s. second one?
0: Yeah, I talked about that on the lesser known horror babes episode. Yeah, yeah. the
1: trench coats. Yeah, those leather trenches. Key-
0: uh, not Kiefer, Don- Donald. Not Kiefer, but Donald Sutherland. Yeah, Tra- such a babe. The end. Oh, the end gets me. And then uh, last suggestion was uh, Drew Barrymore's character in Scream, ribbed cream V-neck sweater, which is true. And that whole movie that that's a movie that's a whole separate you know era of fashion, like the the '90s. But she had kind of like an odd preppy beat to her. And um, Jennifer Love Hewitt was much more like flirtatious, and she wore a lot of like tight, form-fitting stuff. So. Yeah, I thought that that was really a really great example too. How
1: about a black dress,
0: Elvira? <laughs> I mean that, that's my first thought. I love Elvira. Is there anything else you want to add? Since I shut down the cape. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He's it's doing. just it's a very tight. It's a very Dracula's cape. I mean what cape. we... It, what, what else it has are you very seeing a cape? High neck.
1: Listen, cape and it's, it's either black. it's either Halloween, scary, you know, Bella Lugosi. it's him. Okay. Or you're at the opera. And then that's the phantom.
0: Oh yeah, I guess there's the phantom of the opera, but yeah. The it's, next time I find uh, out, I,
1: <laughs> survey says uh, <laughs>
0: So thank you all for your participation there. And uh, that's all I really have for this episode. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Art? Any closing notes?
1: Have a happy, safe Halloween.
0: Yes, I am very excited. I'm giving out some amazing candy at my house. It
1: is the funniest thing to see this individual in front of me make candy bags. Not just give out cool candy, but she's literally spent. I don't know how much, to make these children in the neighborhood happy. So I think it's a wonderful thing you're doing.
0: Well, I know there's some kids in my neighborhood that, you know, their families are struggling right now. So there's, at least I could do.
1: There's people everywhere struggling, but it's I know. wonderful that you're doing that for them. That's very
0: important to me to recognize that in my neighbors. Yeah. So, yeah, I got uh, paper candy bags, so no plastic. And uh, we're doing ring pops, sour straws. Um, gummies, fruit snack gummies, and assorted stickers, and it's cute. It's like a mix of Day of the Dead and Halloween. And the bags are Halloween themed, and they close with a sticker. So, I would have liked to have gotten maybe one more piece of candy, but at this point in time, I haven't even started them. Throw yet. a peanut in there. A peanut? Oh yeah. Dude,
1: just peanut great. allergies are great <laughs> this time of year. <laughs>
0: I'd be like, right, everyone, there's a peanut in here. I was actually, I I did a poll. I did a poll on Instagram. Let's check the Instagram poll um, because I asked if people, I said to Art, you know. My dad wanted
1: to give roasted almonds. Oh, my God. That's such a hombo thing. Yeah, I know. But you think, oh, those little blue diamond packs. No, he was inside the house roasting almonds. We used to roast our own almonds, you know, just get the fresh almonds from the store. Yeah. Sprinkle them with water, throw some uh, garlic powder on it, a little bit of salt, throw them in the oven, and then he'd be like, oh, the kids really like this. Give it to them. I'm like, Dad, no, we can't. I'm like, kids here, they, you got to have it wrapped.
0: Oh, we wrapped it. With garlic powder? Nothing like some white powder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> giving out to kids. <laughs>
1: oh, I still remember I was so embarrassed. Oh. I, did
0: a, I did a poll on it. Why Instagram. they want that
1: shitty candy?
0: <laughs> uh yeah. Your dad always knew what everyone wanted, ah, right? Yeah,
1: pistachios. <laughs> I mean, some years I was just like, I'm not telling anybody to come to my house because they refused to buy candy. So my mom would play the game and not buy candy until the last second she'd whip it out. And so when he, she, I get it, I get the door, I get the door, you sit down, humble. And she'd like sneak the candy and give them, like, go, go before he sees you. <laughs> Oh, but she'd give out good candy, and then we'd have to get rid of the stuff that he wanted to get. Sometimes, some years, it was raisins, man. Raisins. Loose
0: or like. Loose! Oh, (laughs) that was a different. What was this, the 1970s? So he would
1: buy like a 20 pound thing of raisins, loose raisins (laughs) from from all the friends in the packing houses, and he would just grab, put his hand there. Here you go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I remember Uh, we had. um, Of
1: course, the next day, if people say, like, Hey man you, uh, That's your house huh? That's your dad Somebody
0: was feeding those To their like Durable the next oh. day but We had people The wealthier people In my town Would give out The Burger King Coupon books I don't know If they did that here But you would get Like 10 coupons Burger King coupons yeah. And like Five of them Were like a free French fry Which was like What What <laughs>
1: oh that's so cool that's I don't know nice. how much
0: they paid for them but that was all they gave you but you know most parents that were going a at long way yeah I know my mom was like that's like five meals you know it's like yes um,
1: that's a house to go back to in a different there were costume some
0: people that would give out cash cash yeah like everybody would get like two dollars that was awesome uh, yeah some people gave out some weird stuff not weird in the sense like dangerous but like offbeat see you
1: know? I pictured you for the kind of person who's give out like little mini books Me? Yeah.
0: Oh, I did look into some stuff. Uh, (laughs) I wanted to give, what did I want to give out this year? Uh, Because I haven't done, you know, Halloween candy giving out because I didn't feel safe in my old neighborhood. I talked about that last time. So I kind of wanted to go all out this year, but I couldn't really figure out. I thought like erasers would be fun for kids, you know, for school. Um, (laughs) arts making like the police face. Pencils.
1: Yeah. Let me poke my eye out. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so take that eraser want to be resp- and put it I didn't want to be <laughs> responsible for any lawsuits. Yeah. Um, ah. um, I was going to tell a story about something. Oh, I'm doing a poll on Instagram because I said to Art, you know, I could give these kids the gift of candy or I could give them the gift of the arts and perform Hannibal Lecter's uh, Rube dramatic monologue from Silence of the Lambs. I mean, I just want you to imagine me in my driveway doing that that monologue <laughs> hello trick-or-treat well i'm in my driveway so oh, you're not, di- not knocking on the door trick-or-treat oh hi who are you supposed to be batman oh batman <laughs> would you like candy or would oh, you <laughs> would i love candy well before i give you i'm hypoglycemic <laughs> please can i have some candy now i'm about to fucking pass out <laughs> Well before I give you candy, little Batman, I would like to give you the gift of the arts. Ladies, hurry up! I have fucking other houses to go to. No no. You see this big bag? You yes. won't get this at the other houses. Oh. So let me tell you about a man named Hannibal Lecter. And then I go into yeah. the, and Then I go into Then I go into the traumatic monologue. Uh, hey,
1: guys, this house sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm actually polling about this. It's just a joke. I'm not being serious, but, you know, I just... I, I'm, I'm teasing. Just I'm let me sorry.
1: Get, 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 get in the character. You're letting the <sighs> six-year-old mess you up.
0: Hang on. You're so Batman. <laughs> Give me my candy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Hmm. You really, you really threw me off, Art. I know how to get into the character. Oh, oh, please. Please, Agent Starling. Do you think you could dissect me with this blunt little tool? Wow.
1: It's <laughs> so good.
0: I'll see. I'll take the, I'll take the monologue. An accent. One generation away from pure white trash. Was your daddy? Was he a coal miner? Does he stink the lamp?
1: <laughs> wow, <laughs> so good. So just yeah.
0: All right, kids. I'm gonna mark on the candy map on the next door app. <laughs> I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna email next door and be like, "Why isn't there?" Because I put myself on the candy map. <laughs> I'm gonna email I'm, next door and oh. say, "Why isn't there an icon for the arts?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're mm, too much. I know. All right, my friends, it's time for us to head home. It's Friday. In never, the meantime, I never got my candy. No, you didn't because you didn't stick around for my dramatic monologue. In the meantime, my friends, happy hella weekend. If you're doing something fun, please be safe. Stay sane. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Be kind. And don't be basic.
1: Don't be basic.
0: Bye. Bye-bye. Ooh.